After I finished demoing the phone to the customer, I went upstairs to call by my manager. My manager picked up and he said, Emmanuel, you have some allegations on your name right now. You will need to leave the store immediately. You have been suspended with pay. We have to go through a disciplinary process starting from tomorrow, but you can't come back to the store and you can't tell anyone what's going on. All I could say was okay, but deep inside, I was dumbfounded. The stairs doubled. I don't know how I went back down those stairs. My world was spinning. I said, huh? I was so confused. All I did was, I went downstairs, packed my bags, left. What's good everybody, it's your boy Manny and I'm here with episode 3 of the Classic Manny Show. I hope you, your loved ones and everybody connected to you are well and safe. We are still in crazy times. I won't touch on the coronavirus too much, but I'm only talking about it to say, please stay at home if you're not already. Avoid large social gatherings. Only leave the house when necessary. Don't come and make... Listen, I can't smack you now because I'm not leaving the house for you, but afterwards, if I hear that you prolong the situation, I will use my four fingers <laughs> and my hand. Just go, bah, bah, bah. please, in all seriousness, just stay at home. We don't know how long it's going to last, but the least we can do is try and not prolong what already feels like a long situation. It's only been three weeks and I'm losing my mind. <laughs> my hair is growing, my facial hair is growing. I look unrecognizable. This is real, this isn't me. No, it's not me. This is not real. This is not Manny. <laughs> this is not Manny right now. So let's just get through this. I know our barbers are closed, our hairdressers, our nail techs are all closed, but please, let's not prolong this by disobeying the instructions given to us i do hope that you are well that your loved ones are well i know it's been a crazy time the numbers have increased drastically since the last time that we spoke but as i said all we can do is just listen to the instructions given to us how have i been actually i have just been trying to remain positive i've been doing so by not looking at the news too much when you're on social media it's very hard to avoid the news unless you mute every single word related to the coronavirus it's going to be very hard for you to avoid the latest news, the updates, all that kind of stuff. And it is good to understand the severity of it, but I try my hard not to look at it too much or go downstairs and watch the news because I think African parents, they love, oh God, they love the drama. They love the drama. They love to look at every single thing that's going on. Me, I'm so protective of my peace that, yes, it's real. I've accepted that it's real, but at the same time, I do want to protect my peace. Life's really stressful as it is. In terms of working from home, I have slowly adjusted to it, but it is stressful. Oh my goodness. It has been stress for all of us. And I'm really blessed to have a team that just wants to encourage each other to get through this. We can rely on each other, talk to each other. And that's a good feeling. It's a good thing to have. And I think by the end of this episode, you will understand why I'm even saying that. What else have I been doing? I've just been watching my favourite shows, watching classic Hollywood movies, recording podcast episodes, resting. It's so important to rest. And what I will say is this. Don't allow social media to pressurise you to go and do something for the sake of doing it. It is a very hard time that we're in. We're not on holiday. We're not having an extended bank holiday break. This is real life. People are losing their loved ones, their friends, their families. Like, this is a serious time that we're in and it's not by force to go and do stuff for the sake of doing it. For me, what I love more is execution more than anything. Yes, you can plan. Yes, you can strategize. But don't overdo it for the sake of pleasing people on social media that do not know you. They don't know you. You don't owe them anything. Don't allow them to 
force you <laughs> to do something that you're not even ready to do right now mentally because to bring a business idea to bring something to life period is not easy it takes a lot of planning you, you need to be in a good mental space to execute it well someone said can't stop till you get enough twitter listen <laughs> social media is jokes but as i said rest if you have to stay at home just don't overdo it in any way shape or form your friends can wait your friends health matters your base health matters don't overdo it okay just take care of yourself and bear in mind that yes even if you are not affected by it there's people around you that can be more affected by it by you so be considerate don't just think about yourself take care of yourself as well and don't overdo it listen i can't do that no sleep life i love my sleep i'm someone that i believe in working smart i don't believe in overdoing it and stressing myself all this dinner with jay-z no sleep no i'm sleeping i'm sleeping i'm gonna sleep well i don't even sleep enough that's the problem <laughs> so please don't come and kill yourself in today's episode i'll be introducing a new segment that will be in every single episode henceforth is a perfect segment for myself and future guests obviously after the whole coronavirus ends so this segment is going to be called for now the classic fave and i think it's quite self-explanatory it's a segment where myself and future guests will be able to share a fave of ours it could be an artist a song a movie an actor an actress a game a tv show you name it so we'll have a few minutes to talk about why we love it what we love about it the most our favorite character our favorite song whatever it is from what we're talking about we get to talk about it in depth for today's classic fave i'll be talking about that so raven this is in honor of disney plus if you don't know what disney plus is you are not just living under the rock you're living in it disney plus is the new netflix where you can access tv shows movies etc under disney such as recess hannah montana zach and coldy that's so raven high school musical you name it all the classics or the latest disney plus came out at a perfect time especially with this whole pandemic i've gotten through a lot of movies and tv shows during this whole work from home social distancing life so this couldn't have come at a better time and the first show i watched was that's so raven and what shocked me about that so raven is the fact that the first episode felt like an episode from seasons deep the acting was superb from the beginning till the end i have laughed as if it's a new show this show came out when did the show come out let me check when That's So Raven came out. <laughs> I'm here doing the transition songs. That's So Raven. Oh gosh, where am I going? That's So Raven came out in 2004. I was only eight years old. Listen, years later, I'm 23 years old now, and that show still bangs severely. And what I love about that so Raven is the fact that the acting was superb from the start, as I said. Every single character was essential to the show, such as Raven, Corey, Eddie, Chelsea, Mr. and Mrs. Baxter, Mr. Petricelli. Everybody was necessary for this show to succeed. What I loved about it then and now is the fact that it was a black woman as the face of the show. Her name was used for the title of the show. Her voice was used for the theme song. It was just perfect. I know back then we had Moesha, that's in the 90s, but when it comes to 2000s, a show that I think a lot of us black people could connect to was That's So Raven because it was a show with a black person at the face of it. And it was very rare to see that, of course, we had one-on-one, -on -one, we had um, My Life and Kids, but when it came to kids' shows, before we could watch all these other shows, it was That's So Raven. And I personally 
love that show so much that's the raven is a timeless show that will live on from generation to generations now i'm going to go into the latest releases and trending topics i'm going to start with a trending topic which is tori lanes's quarantine radio show now first of all i used to call this man tori lanes i don't know where i saw the r from but his name is tori lanes he is an r&b singer who is known for sampling a lot of classics in his songs so obviously i knew about him through that but I never knew he was this funny. Oh my goodness. Even though what Quarantine Radio is, it is an Insta-Live radio show hosted by Tory Lanes and his mates. This is where he gets girls to shake their nyash. <laughs> That's really what the show is about. So far, we have had Alexis Sky, DJ Duffy. I knew about DJ Duffy through Basketball Wives, but I never knew she had this much life in her. Oh my goodness. I think she's to go back on the show. <laughs> she can, might, she might be able to save the show right now because the way she was dropping the love for Jesus and keeping the Lord in mind, and actually I don't think she kept the Lord in mind, but she was dropping it low. Oh my goodness. The more he goes on live, the more the views increase, his followers has increased, and I do feel like it's going to be a big thing after the whole coronavirus is over. I can see him having his own Apple Music radio show like Nicki Minaj's Queen Radio. I want to see him do bits and I think it's just good for his brand I don't know if it was intentional but if it was unintentional this was just definitely God's plan this was God's plan for sure because wow he is hilarious and it's not forced is it's natural the funniest part for me was when the week was about to go on live it was like and I know she'll be the death for me <laughs> singing like the weekend I literally was cracking the hell up but it was so funny it's just naturally funny I know there's a UK babe that came on the show Obviously, you being a UK baby being the only one going to shake your nyash, there's going to be high expectations. And this girl wants to go and turn the light on and off as she's been possessed by Satan. I said, girl, <laughs> she did try. But obviously, I think um, Tory Lanez asked for her to pull her joggers lower, whatever she was wearing. And she's like, are you sure? Should I? No. You should go. Pray to God. Just pray to God. <laughs> it was so funny, but... I love it. I'm, I'm excited for more episodes. There's also been a lot of producer battles on Instagram Live as well. This is where producers come together and they do a battle of their best songs and the viewers pick who their favourite is. And the one that I watched in full was The Dream versus Sean Garnett. I didn't know about Sean Garnett until Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> Don't judge me, guys. Don't kill me. It's okay. It's as well. But, yeah. And I did not know that he's going to produce upgrade you for Beyonce I said Ooh. and of course I know the dream he is Christina Milian's baby father and he is behind so many hits that is actually sickening they are behind big hits I think for me the dream is bigger than Sean Garnett as an artist and a producer so that's my verdict on that there's been a lot more Teddy Riley versus Babyface tonight was gonna be very interesting because these are Grammy winning producers and I know Babyface is a singer as well so that's gonna be very interesting. I now wanna go into the latest releases and I wanna start off by talking about Dua Lipa's latest album, Future Nostalgia. I almost forgot what the title was. Good God Almighty. <laughs> if you listen to episode one of the Classic Money Show, I've really spoken about her. And in that episode, I spoke about how I was excited for her future project. The album was meant to come out 
weeks later, but I believe it leaked onto the World Wide Web, and she was forced to push the release forward. So it came out earlier than expected. Before the album came out, we got Don't Start Now, which I've loved even more since the album came out. We got Physical, and I believe we've got another song, I forgot the title. My brain is literally still waking up because it's very early in the morning. I'm trying to record this before everybody's active in the house. <laughs> I don't want no problems. So let me type in Dua Lipa's name into Spotify. So from the album we got Don't Start Now, we got Physical, then we got a song, I believe the day before the album came out, called Break My Heart, which I love too. The visual is sickening. I said yes, Dua Lipa. Do the peep, <laughs> as Wendy Williams will say. Due to the songs banging severely, such as Don't Start Now, Physical and Break My Heart, I had high expectations for the album. This album is amazing. I was taken aback. The influence from this album, I can tell, is disco, but I can also tell there's a little bit of Khalees vibes as well as Lily Allen towards the end. I said, good gracious me. The song that I loved instantly was Love Again. I'm falling in love again. <laughs> that song bangs. It gives me, um, is it Billie Jean? It gives me Billie Jean vibes for some reason. I love levitating. I'm about to levitate. I love levitating. I love hallucinate. What else I love? I love physical, of course. Don't start now. Let me talk about that song for a second. I liked the song. It was tolerable at the beginning, but I love it now. I think hearing the whole project, you understand why it was a single and you understand why it's part of the album, period. My goodness. Don't show what, ooh. Don't come out. Don't stop caring about me, about me now. Walk away, you know how. <laughs> The album is amazing. I love it. I absolutely love it. And as I said, the critique that she got if her debut album was that it was too commercial, it was too bubblegum pop. But I can see this album lasting and the name makes so much sense. And I get why it's called Future Nostalgia because the sound is very nostalgic. It gives you the 80s disco vibe. But at the same time, I can see this album lasting for a very long time. So I get why she called it Future nostalgia it makes so much sense the perfect title i think the whole era has been executed beautifully even despite it leaking it has been amazing the visuals have been on point she has really tried to step out of her comfort zone she got a lot of slack for her poor dancing skills in the previous era so i'm definitely happy for her she deserves the success that she got obviously numbers wise it could have been better but i don't think everyone's focused on numbers she has got hits on her debut album dua lipa is a self-titled album but this album here i can see it lasting for a very long time i can hear vocal growth i think she has realized that her strength is in her low registers i think that's why i love love again so much because she goes into that strength so well for the execution and the production of the album it deserves a grammy not even a grammy grammys next i want to go into the weekends after hours album now listen i love abel i love me some abel <laughs> he is talented i became a fan of him from the soundcloud days through often or nah i'll get into success in a bit but I want to talk about the album first. So he released this album after hours and it took me three attempts to really understand the album. I won't say love it or hate it, but I will say understand it. For the first two, three listens, I could not connect to it. I said, what's going on here? <laughs> this sounds very like, I called it, <laughs> I called it trap lullaby music. <laughs> 
an album that puts you to sleep that's what i called it i could not connect to it so before the album came out we got heartless and blinding lights as a single i loved heartless blinding lights was not a song that i'll put in my playlist but it's something i could listen to i didn't mind listening to it if it was to come on shuffle or if i was to play it out of boredom but it's not something that i want to listen to frequently so i already was confused about where this album was going his image had confused me having a bloody face wearing the same red suit looking like the joker i did not know where this album was going i knew it was going to go down a weird unusual route so before this album i've obviously loved starboy beauty behind the madness kiss line trilogy even his ep that came out recently my dear melancholy oh my goodness that ep is chef's kiss i love call out my name try me um hurt you i was never there basically the whole ep was beautiful so i thought <laughs> that this album would make sense but it did not make sense to me child there are some songs that i like that i've put into my playlist but i don't think it's an album that i would go to i can go into starboy put it on shuffle and i don't care what comes on that's how good that album was same with beat behind the madness but this album i just couldn't connect to it people were like okay if you're not in a depressed state <laughs> or if you don't like dark music you would not really be able to connect to it and i think that's true but my favorite from that album is hardest to love the production on that song confused me a little bit i think there's that there's an element there's a layer on that song that confuses me i think the beginning of the song starts off amazingly then there's this odd sound but it's tolerable i love scared to live and I love Save Your Tears. I think my favourite is Save Your Tears. Save Your Tears is a favourite. I love Heartless too. That's a single. But when it comes to a non-single so far, I love that. I love a song on the Deluxe, which is Nothing Compares. I think he teased it on his Insta Live. And yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. But overall, it's an album that I can't connect to. I can't say I hate it. I do love the creative direction that he's gone for with his visuals and with the overall aesthetic of this era. So this album sold 400,000 plus copies in America. I even asked the TL, how did this happen? Because his success was so unusual. A lot of people have got to become, how do I say it? Is it personable? Is that right word to use? A lot of people have to become personable to build a fan base but this man has managed to build a fan base just from his music he doesn't do interviews that much i don't think he ever does all you really see is behind the scenes of his music but for personal connection it's either you follow him on social media or you don't get anything or you get it through the music lyrically so for him to be able to get those numbers in this crazy tunnel we're in right now kudos to him i can't hate on that at all and he deserves it i asked the tl when did he become like this i forgot how he became successful and he did say in his music in his mixtape days that he'll become mainstream and he'll bang and there's power in the tongue child because he is banging right now <laughs> he is amazing and i think it was the whole beauty behind the madness era because of the song heels earned it for 50 shades of gray so it makes sense it's one thing to have peak success but to maintain it and to even increase further look at katie perry for example she broke records with teenage dream to the point that it shocked me that her recent single charted below the top 100 charts she was bubbling under <laughs> god she was in the bubbling under charts katie perry that had five number ones from one album god forbid so for him to be able to build his name even more further over the years kudos to him man i can't hate on that at all next i want to talk about ivorian doll's song rumors now <laughs> if you don't know who ivorian doll is ivorian doll 
is a UK personality that's now turned into a rapper, a drill. Can I say drill? I don't limit her by saying drill, but her songs thus far has been drill music. And she was in a duo with a girl named Abigail. But people were saying they could see Ivory and Doe going solo. As Mo Chunks said, shout out to her, Mo Chunks has got her own podcast as well as her own YouTube channel. As Mo Chunks said on her recent video, people were expecting Abigail to be able to go and become solo because of her flow, but at the same time, people were rooting for Ivorian though. Musically, I was not really up to date with her music. I knew about the song situations with Abigail, but I was not really up to date with her solo material until Rumours. I think she teased Rumours, and I was like, damn, I can see myself liking this song. I'm not gonna come and say I was a fan of her. There was a point where I had to block her because of her comments that she was making about DL men. I could not support that. However, I had seen rumours being teased on the TR. I was like, oh god, I'm gonna have to stand. So the full song came out and the execution of this song, the visual house released, is a bit of me still. I can't come and lie to y'all. It is a banker. <laughs> Messy. That's how I shoot my shot. Come on. Come on, Ivorian doll. Like the song bangs. I can't hate. I'm not gonna hate. I put it in my playlist instantly. That went straight to my playlist. As I said in my previous episode, I love an artist or a creative period that can invest into their craft. I love that so much. The visual was sick. The flow was amazing. The production, who that produced that song needs a Grammy, period. Get that Grammy because, wow, is amazing. Everything was executed perfectly. So I think that is all for the trending topics. Let me know your thoughts using the hashtag TCM show. Now today I'm gonna be talking about me being unemployed for nine months in 2019. I spoke about this briefly in the previous episode and I've spoken about it on and off on social media, but I've not really gone into detail ever. I held this story back because I said to myself, I'm not gonna talk about this situation until I've got a new job, I'm months into that job and I'm in a secure position. That is why I held the story back for over a year. I lost my job in March 2019. So it's been over a year since I've held this story or kept it to myself. It's a very long story and I'm so happy that I've got a podcast where I can take my time and go in depth with it because every time I share this story, it's like a 20 minute voice note. <laughs> so I'm gonna start off by giving you a background on the role and the company I was working for without saying names. I'm not gonna mention the company name, employee names, cause listen, I just wanna get sued in this bitch, okay? It is well with myself. <laughs> so, I was working in sales. I was a promoter slash rep for an electronics company. So my role was to convince customers to purchase our products, but I was not part of the final process, which is obviously the actual sale, the final transaction where you take the money and the customer gets the product. I was not a part of that. I was a part of the process leading to the final sale. There's three companies that are involved. So there's an agency, then there's the company that I was working as a representative for, and then there's the store that I was working in. These are three different companies. So for the people that I was working for, in terms of the company that I was repping, I will call it company star, company uh, manager, company employee, whatever. For the store, I will say store manager, store employee, just to avoid confusion. I got this job in December 2018. Funny enough, I got my second job in December 2019. But prior to that, actually, I worked as a temp 
for the same company, the same agency in the same company, but not for the store. The role was to direct attendees to the venue for the company's showcasing. So it was completely different to what I ended up doing. And this role was suggested to me by my uni friend who ended up working for the agency as a HR recruiter or whatever. I did that for a week or two, I think. No, was it a week or a few days? I can't remember how long it was, but I did it for a few days or weeks and that was it. It was a temporary role. So a few months later, the same friend came back to me and was like, okay, we've got a full-time role for you. It is to be a rep for the same company, but you're going to be in a store where you're going to have to talk to customers that come in, convince them to get the latest products, all that kind of stuff. But you're not going to make the final sales. So I said, okay, that sounds interesting. This is good for me. So she had my CV already from the previous role. So my CV was given to the HR team. I had two phone call interviews and lo and behold, I got the job. So I started this role in December, I think it was the beginning of December, yeah it was the beginning of December, but I didn't start in the official store because it was still being renovated, like I had four more days to renovate it before we can go into the store and work in it. So I was working in Carlton Warehouse for the first four days, I can say that company because they have nothing to do with the story, they're not part of the three companies that I said I can't mention. The store that I ended up working in for the rest of my time there was huge, modern, but the store that I was working in temporarily as it was being renovated was much smaller and was just more comfortable. If you've seen that store before, you know the store I'm talking about, it's very modern, bright, colourful, it's a bit of me still. It made coming into work much more exciting, I can't come and lie to you. It definitely made it more exciting. So the first month went well. I got to know the employees. There were some that were very standoffish. The way I am is, if we get along naturally, that is perfect, I'll be close with you. If we don't really gel quickly, I'm gonna force it. We can't mix oil and water together. So, whenever that's meant to happen, it will happen. If it's not meant to happen, that's fine. I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to do my job. So a month in now, this is where the drama begins. I remember this day very well. So this was January the 5th. I got a text from an employee in the store. So the store employee, and like, oh, do you know the skinny girl? That's their words. Do you, know, do you know the skinny girl that's in our store? I said, well, going by that description, there's quite a few. Which one are you referring to? <laughs> so they said the name. We're going to call her Old Girl. So Old Girl. I said, oh, when it comes to Old Girl, I've never really spoken to her before until the day before. The 5th of January, if you look at your calendar, was a Saturday. I only worked Monday to Friday. The first time I spoke to Old Girl was the day before, which was a Friday. I don't work Saturday and Sunday, so... I was being told all this whilst I was at home. <laughs> I was gonna come into work that weekend. So I said, yeah, I've only spoken to her for the first time the day before. She was quite standoffish at the beginning, but on that day, I remember I told her, I like your coat, because I had a coat similar to that. Then I asked for her name, because I've, I've never really spoken to her since I was in the store. What about her? I did not expect what was going to come. <laughs> she said, oh, Old girl said that you make everyone feel uncomfortable, that you like everyone in the store, and that you're seeing someone in the store. I said, sorry? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I was taken aback. I said, let's dissect this because I don't understand. I make everyone feel uncomfortable. For me, I'm the shyest person you ever meet. For me to feel comfortable with you, it's because you made me feel comfortable. So there's no way that could be true. <laughs> As a worker of our company, We've already been told that some people might not like us because of the fact that we have more freedom. When it came to me working as a rep for the other company, we didn't have the same 
rules as the people that work in the store. We can go and break anytime we wanted to. We have our time that we come in, we don't wear what they wear. Everything was different. We had our own company um uniform. So everything was different and people were not like that. People were not like the fact that okay we stand out compared to them. I like everyone in the store. Like what do you even mean by that? Because <laughs> what the hell? But the one that irritated me the most was the fact that I was now being paired with somebody without my consent or confirmation. I said this one has a whole partner that comes to the store they go to lunch together and they go home what if the partner comes to the store and they overhear this this is messy and the funny thing is that myself and that person got along very well the person has been connected to now has now found out and they have lost their mind they said what the hell is this this is messy i believe he confronted old girl old girl how do i describe her she reminds me of like a slim kardashian she looks like someone that could be i don't know where she's from i forgot where she said she's from but she reminds me of that kind of like kardashian kind of girl but not with the kardashian body no shade i already knew that on monday i'm going to have to address this some way somehow the monday comes and i think around 10 o'clock i was called by the store manager and the assistant manager to discuss the situation he said oh um we've heard some things have been said by you by so and so can you please confirm or deny i said listen i don't know where that came from i know my place in this store i'm here to work all this extra stuff, I don't know. He now said, oh, you've been saying inappropriate stuff. I said, can you guys stick to your script? You're saying, one is saying this, one is saying that, what is the truth? That's why I just knew it was all a lie because everything was just not adding up. But it was the same girl that was allegedly saying a madness. I said, I don't know where she got this from. All I can say is this, I don't know her and she doesn't know me. Now, my issue with the situation was the fact that this was not resolved well. I studied HR and one of the stuff that we studied was conflict in the workplace there was no mediation there should have been a way in which you can bring us together so you can understand where did they get this from so after i had made that point very clear nothing was done for nearly three weeks myself and olga we didn't speak i said i don't know her where tomorrow i carry the second week into us not talking a work friend asked me to go and ask for a sim from the runner a runner in the store is someone that makes sure that everything is running effectively at the back of the store. So there's customers waiting, making sure that they're being served at the right order in which they came in. Lo and behold, of all people to be the runner at that time, because it changes every hour, of all people, it was old girl. I said, blood of Jesus. But I said, you know what? I'm here to work. I'm not here to ask her for friendship. I'm going to ask her for the SIM card. So I went to the back to ask her for the SIM that the person had requested. She looked me in the face and looked away. I said, blood of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I said, this is what we're doing, huh? The way I am is, I don't like conflict. I don't like conflict. I don't like holding a grudge. So over the next week, I started to feel bad. I was like, okay, this person has lied on my name. However, I don't like animosity. I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know her beyond our working hours. I don't have her number. I don't communicate with her on social media. I don't follow her on social media. So why should I be holding a grudge? That's just my heart by nature. I know, it's a mess. A week later, I was like, you know what? I'm going to speak to her. On this day in particular, I was wiping the devices from our company. So our phones, tablets, our curved screens. So how the store is set up is this. We have the game monitor by the side of the entrance. It's kind of scary that they had a big system by the side of the door. Someone can just go, shloom, take it and leave. But I think the way it's set up, it's going to be very hard to carry that thing out by yourself. So we had um, the game monitor by the right of the entrance then we had a display of only our products very close to it a few feet from it now 
you have to go into the store to go to the other side where you can see our other competitors display you can see apple you can see huawei is it huawei huawei whatever are they still even around uh this has been a year i've not heard of them since we have our stuff in the middle between apple and the other competitors i started off by cleaning the game monitor and the island that had our devices close to it on this morning in particular old girl was hosting a host is the person that greets the customer that's coming in they put the name in the system and take them to the back that's where the runner will be but on this day in particular i started off by cleaning off our devices on the display near the entrance and the game monitor i was so nervous to even address her that i cleaned those same devices twice <laughs> i was so shook i was like listen there's cameras everywhere this can look so wrong like just me coming up towards her can look as if i'm trying to antagonize her and the way she can lie for the whole of england i do not know how she's gonna come and twist this thing obviously to go to the other side where our other devices are i have to walk past her so after I've cleaned the devices twice, I go past her, but then I stop. And I say, oh girl, I say her real name, but I say, oh girl, can we talk quickly? Now, I spoke to her there and then because there was not much customers coming in. It was very early in the morning. And with where our store was located, it was so surprising how they didn't really have that much customers coming in. We had more drama in that store than customers. It was a mess. <laughs> but anyway, I just, I walked past her. I stopped. I said, oh girl, can I have a chat quickly? I didn't know what I was going to say. The first thing I said was, I'm sorry. Can you imagine? I've been done wrong, <laughs> but I'm the one apologising for animosity, for tension. The tension has been caused by the person, but I'm the one apologising. Being black in the workplace is just, it's just tiring. It's tiring, but I apologise. But when I called her name, she smiled. I said, hey, this is serious. <laughs> Why is she smiling at me for? And so when I said I apologise, I'm not here for tension. I'm just here to get my job done do it well that's it. i'm not here to cause any animosity or this kumbaya my lord conversation so as i'm saying that she's smiling and she's like oh i never said those things about you by the way so i'm like okay if you say those things about me then what's the truth for me i just laughed it off i said yeah i'm happy that we're cool now all that kind of stuff bear in mind that i have not told my company people about what's been going on that was the issue everything that happened in this store i did not go and report to them please if there's any conflict in your place of work, if they're not your fellow employees and managers, go and tell your personal managers and your company's people because that would have saved a lot of stress. And the time that I actually spoke about all these things, it was too late. It was as if I was trying to defend myself or trying to get myself out of the problem. Whilst these times, there were real things that happened. After that, she had now been made a team leader. So a team leader is someone who's meant to micromanage a set of people in the store. At that moment, it all made sense. I'm like, okay, they had plans for her. Three weeks later, there's another situation. On this day, I was standing by my display as I do. All I could see from the corner of my eye was the store manager and old girl were walking towards me. I was like, oh, they're not. <laughs> they better not be coming towards me. <laughs> they said, oh, can we have a walk around the block and have a chat? I said, oh, Okay, so luckily I was holding my company's bumper jacket, so I was like, no, well, let me just put it on, we can have a quick walk and have a quick chat. So we're taking our walk now, and I believe the store manager started off, he was like, oh, do you know why you're here? I said, nope. And that becomes his favourite question in this story time. I said, no, I don't know why we're here, and he passed it over to old girl. Old girl now says, oh, I heard that you said that I still, that she steals somebody else's sales. I said... Um, what? <laughs> the person that she's referring to, someone that I was very close with in the store as well. I said, no. <laughs> Where did you get this from? However, in my head, I clicked two and two together. Two and two became four. I realised that she was trying to twist something that she had done. 
So let me go back a few weeks. So a week or two before this conversation happened, I was having my lunch break and she was with two people. I can't say who they were because they would look very trifling. They're talking about, oh, how are you finding the team leader and stuff? Because well, she was fresh into that. But she said she hates managing the other girl because she's always asking for help. Da, 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 da. Just bad mouthing her. And I was like, and I, oh. I wasn't really watching Love and Hip Hop Miami fully, but I was watching little clips here and there. I remember I was watching that, but I said, let me just put the volume down a little bit. So I'd heard that, but I think she realised that, okay, she must have fucked up by saying that in front of me, especially because I was cool with the girl. So I'm like, oh, this girl could be twisting this in her favour. But what she said next caught me off guard, and if that manager was smart, would have put two and two together. This girl said, I thought you were trying to seek revenge on me. <laughs> I told her there, and I said, why would I seek revenge on you? Was I the one that came to you to resolve this issue? I'm not that evil. Do I have evil written on my forehead? <laughs> she's like, oh, she's been bullied before. Like, she's gone through so much. G -g 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 -g. I said, me too, I've been bullied though. I was bullied in primary school. So we can cry together that one, child. <laughs> You're no victim. Please sit down. Take several seats. There were so many issues in that store. As I said, more than customers. It was horrible. So all I said was, if there's drama, gossiping, all we can do is stop it at us. We don't go and take it further. If someone comes to us with tea, gossip, whatever, we don't go and spread it any further because clearly there's problems. There was problems to the point that there was proper meetings going on about these issues. But obviously in the workplace, it's always going to be drama. After that conversation happened, they realised, okay, this is just he said, she said. There's nothing that we can do other than just take my word for it. I had not gone to my company people about that. They had not gone to report me to them. So clearly there's nothing to go off the next part of the story is where i messed up it was a silly mistake that could have just been a warning but nope it was a huge deal according to them a week or two after the conversation between myself the store manager and old girl my work friend had brought snacks from her home country i think her mom had brought it so she had brought it into the store i think i'd had one the day before and i had taken one that day at this point, my lunch time was a calamity. So when I first started working in the place, I could take a one hour break between 11 to two. But someone came into the store, I think it was uh, inspector or whatever. My work hours were from nine to 5.30 and my other rep for the company was from, I believe two to nine or two to eight. So obviously between that 12 to two, where I would take a lunch, there'll be no one there to stand in for me unless the actual store employees were to do so. However, they didn't like that. So I was told to take my lunch at two o'clock when my other employee or my other rep will come in. I said, good God almighty, this is a mess. This is a hot ass mess. So I agreed to have a five minute break where I would have a crisp or a sweet or a drink just to sustain me for the next two hours. So when my rep comes in at two, I can have my lunch and I'm all good. So on this day in particular, it was no different. I took a five minute break. During this break, I had, I think it was a McCoy's Thai sweet chili chicken, whatever the crisp is called, it's a green one. I had a fizzy drink and I had a lollipop afterwards. The five minutes went quickly because I had had the crisp. I was talking to a store employee who had his lunch around that time. He is amazing. He has a, the thickest beard ever. Jesus, amazing vibes, loved him to death. And I was like, you know what? I've already opened this lollipop, but I'll take it upstairs. This is where the title will begin to make sense. <laughs> so I put the lolly in my mouth and took it to the shop floor. But I was not even thinking about that. I just did it so I can go upstairs and not waste it. So I realised, okay, fuck, I should not be having this on the shop floor. So I bit into it, finished it. But where I messed up was that I left it by the till. 
And the reason why I did that was because we used to have a bin in front of the store where I could have easily put it in. There was roadways at the front of the store. It affected ourselves even more because people can cross directly to, into our store. They have to go all the way around where the roadwork was being done to come into our store. So there was no bin to actually put in unless I was going to go back downstairs again. There was no bin on the shop floor. So I said, you know what, I will take it and put in the bin downstairs at lunchtime. I've got the memory of a goldfish. So I forgot about that and I forgot I had on that day. So hours later now, I'm helping a customer with setting up the gaming monitor. And as I'm helping them, I can see the store manager pacing back and forth. I said, who has stolen your wife? Who has fucked your wife that you're just losing your mind like this? I was thinking it has nothing to do with me. He just probably stressed about work. So I've set up the game for the customer. I'm walking back to my space, which is the display area. As I'm walking towards it, he's walking towards me. I said, now what? <laughs> what does he want from me? He's like, can we have a chat upstairs? At this point, my naive self thought, oh, he has really spoken to me about demoing our new product. We had a new product launch around that time. I was here thinking, oh, he's here to ask me to train um, his store employees, because that's what he already told me, like, weeks before. Nope. I go upstairs with him. We go into the meeting room. It's a glass door, so people that were on the other side could see us. But yeah, we ha we're in the meeting room, and he says, his favorite question, do you know why you're here? I said, nope. <laughs> But you can tell me he said oh you thought it was okay to eat on the shop floor um i was trying to hide from a store manager so not not the one that i spoken to in the previous incident another one that i got along with very well he said you're trying to hide from that person and you love drama too much i said whoa 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 <laughs> so i said first of all i i was not thinking at that moment i do apologize for that but i was not thinking i was not trying to hide from the person and let me pause there for a second when it came to the person that he said that I was trying to hide from, this person was very standoffish with everybody. He hates making friends with people and then they end up leaving and he just doesn't speak to them again. So he's very standoffish at first, but he thinks I'm good vibes. We became very cordial with each other. His his banter is very, or you will banter, like he will take your bottle and pretend if you drink from it. I said, no, sir. <laughs> I said, no, but he was just being funny. Well, quote unquote funny. So for the manager to say that, I was like, nah. <laughs> Please, I respect him too much to try and hide from him. Your store employees will be having full Pret and Manager, having Pret, Subway, McDonald's breakfast and leaving it in the cupboard behind the till. But no, it's me when I come to, in the spirit. Sir, no, 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 no. The drama thing you're talking about is based on what I've already clarified, so it's not fair to say that. He said, well, I've already reported it to your company manager. Immediately after that meeting, I messaged my company manager. I was like, listen, I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. It was an accident. I should not have done that and I will not do that again. The next few days, became very awkward for me i did not feel comfortable in that store at all i would help customers when they come in but apart from that i was not talking to anybody in the store i would sit on my game monitor thing or stand by my display and just do what i had to do it got to a point that even old girl who didn't mess with me like that was like manny you've changed so the day before what will be my last day in the store a store employee came up to me bear this in mind not a company employee a store employee i don't work with them directly came up to me and said I don't know what they're trying to do to you. All he said I should do is message my manager, talk to somebody quickly and back myself up because they're trying to ruin your name and get you fired, not just from here, but from your company. I was shook. I remember at this time it was around like 4.30, it was very close to the end of my shift. And I was like, 
wow i was actually quite emotional i was like why so to describe them the store manager is white and the system manager is black when he said that i was taken aback i was like i was just talking to them as in the store manager and the system manager about how Ghana become commercial now how if the store manager was to go he would treat like royalty all that kind of stuff everything was fine just two hours ago how do we get to this point where they are trying to get rid of me so i thought i could trust in the assistant manager who was the one that's african what i learned whilst working there was that not all skin folk are kin folk don't <laughs> don't rely on anybody but yourself if anything happens in the store please if anything happens in your place of work please defend yourself by doing what is right for you because these people are going to try and ruin your name my god i couldn't believe it i said let me go and speak to him because he was about to end his shift as he was leaving i said can i speak to you for a second he said oh he's on his way i think he kind of knew what i was going to talk about because he's trying to dodge it but i said oh it's gonna be quick i promise so i said to him i, I don't know why there's an issue i hear about from people that are not managers i feel like this goes against everything you guys are talking about when it comes to drama and gossiping so he was like oh he's heard some things about me that five people can testify against me that i've been inappropriate in this i said five people show me the receipts show me the receipt name the five people so this day i can't even name five people if those five people are people that i got along with or either even real they're mad <laughs> they are mad with no one to tell them i said no like what is this stuff's been going on that i've already clarified so what could it be now he was like, oh, he's happy that I've spoken to him because he was going to make a drastic decision that night. I said, oh, <laughs> I said, okay. <laughs> I remember on the last day, Alfie Days came into the store. If you know who Alfie Days is, he is Zoella's man. I don't know if they're still together, but that is her man for the last time I checked. He is amazing vibes. I even demoed our products to him and he was just amazing. He was very friendly, very nice to talk to. But apart from that, I just felt very low that day. I felt like something was going to happen. To the point, I remember I was sitting down, looking into space, and all I could see was that assistant manager that I spoke to the day before looking at me. I was like, okay, this is a little bit weird. This look is very, hmm. I became so antisocial in that store to the point that I went to lunch on my own. That was the first time ever that I'd gone on a lunch date on my own. Later that afternoon, I was demoing our latest release, which was a phone, and I had that phone as a company phone. And the issue with the displays in that store was the fact that you couldn't pull the phone out to have a 360 feel of it. So I say, you know what? The phones are insured. I can let the customer have a feel of the phone through mine and they can look at the back of it because it didn't make sense why the some of the best features were at the back of the phone and they couldn't see it. So they could test the camera, they could look at the back, look at the glass, all that kind of stuff. It was a very good phone to be honest. I can't say what company it is, no free promo anyway, but it was a good phone. After I finished demoing the phone to the customer, I went upstairs to call by my manager. My manager picked up and he said, Emmanuel, you have some allegations on your name right now. You will need to leave the store immediately. You have been suspended with pay. We have to go through a disciplinary process starting from tomorrow, but you can't come back to the store and you can't tell anyone what's going on. All I could say was okay, but deep inside, I was dumbfounded. The stairs doubled. I don't know how I went back down those stairs. My world was spinning. I said, huh? I was so confused. All I did was, I went downstairs, packed my bags, left. People were trying to talk to me and I was just fuming. I said, no one talked to me, I'm pissed. The only person I could talk to as I was leaving was my rep. I said, go back to where I stand because I'm not coming back. He was shocked. I said, listen, it was lovely knowing you, that's it. It's the end of the road, mate. So it happened on the Thursday. I was going to have the first call on Friday at 12. 
it got postponed from Friday 12 o'clock to Friday 1.30, from 1.30 to 3 o'clock to Saturday 12 o'clock to Saturday 1.30. It got postponed four times. So finally we had the call on the Saturday and that's when I found out the allegation. So what they did was they used the whole lolly situation to now add the previous drums that happened I've already clarified. And as I said, where I messed up was I never told my people. Well, I told one person, but she was not a manager. She was just a regular um, employee. She did not have the managerial thing to make it a case. I said, huh? The things that I already addressed, I did not understand why it went that far until they said the whole thing. They have now used everything that I've said in story time to make a case on me. I could not believe it. Look how many minutes you're in into this podcast. That's how long this story is. They were gonna come listen to my whole story. So the first stage, they didn't let me tell my whole story. So I told my part as much as I could. The first call was with my manager and the way the whole process works is the first call will be with someone that knows you, the second call will be someone that doesn't know you to make it a fair judgment at the end. So he said the next call will be two days after, which will be a Monday. The whole new launch and having people to train, all that kind of stuff, they didn't have time for that day. So they now postponed it to the following Monday. So I had gone through a week and a half of uncertainty about this job, what I'm gonna do, all that kind of stuff. And it affected my mental. It was so bad. The following Monday comes and I have the second call. Before I go any further with that call, I told them, can you please let me share my full story? Because I know it's long, but this has been months in the making and I might have messed up by not telling you guys what happened. And I think that calls with the marketing agency now. So the first call was with the company that I worked for as a rep. And then the second call was with the marketing agency that I got my job through. They asked me questions to confirm or deny. I denied all. I denied all because listen, I'm close with people, but I know my limits in the store. I will never go that far. They even added, I distract people in the store. Distract people in the store with what? <laughs> I said, how can I distract somebody whilst the store is barely busy? What am I distracting them from? And if that was an issue, they would have told me that was an issue. There's even times where I would sit with an employee, but when a customer comes in, I would move from them. I knew my place. I'm here to work, not to be in a social club. I would like to tell a story within a story. So, I believe a month before we had a training for our latest release and it was in Warwick. But what our company people didn't do was tell our people we'd be gone for more than two days. So in the middle of our training, myself and my other rep has been told we have to go back from Warwick to Oxford Street. In the middle of our training, this is around like 12 o'clock, a two to three hour train journey. I took that train journey and it was not even my shift, but because the guy is like so intolerant, it was not even my shift to go back to. But because the guy has got to go and drink milk, you people that can't drink milk, you're like so intolerant, you people are stubborn. This guy was not meant to go and drink the milk, but he went to go and drink I love you boy, but you went to go and drink the milk, but he's not meant to go and drink it. I've never worked evening shift in my life until that day. But because I love my job, even though it's not my dream job, I give my all to the job. So I went and did his hours. We were staying in hotels for our training. So I was dragging that suitcase as if I was going to Dubai. <laughs> That's how hard I was dragging that suitcase. Imagine. Another thing that I even did was even bring suggestions that would benefit them money-wise. How can we have a deal for our phone for the pre-release? When you pre-order, you will get a free earbud. I can't say the company name, but you probably guess. You can get a free earbud. So how can we have that deal whilst at the same time we're not even selling it in the store so i suggested we should start selling that separately even putting on the display so people can have, have a feel of it try it out when they brought it in even after i left they made sales on the first day but apparently i brought nothing to the store but it is very well it is well with them so after the second call they said okay we've gone through the process now we need an hour to go through the whole notes that we've made about the situation it will come to our conclusion they call back an hour later but at this point i don't even change my cv 
date. So funny enough, at that point, I already know I'm not going to come back. I changed it from present on my CV to that month, March, because like, listen, I am not working here. So the way they handled the whole thing was just so poor. I'm going to give you a written warning, but as they said, you can't come back to the store. We only have weekend jobs available for you, one in Edgware and one in Wandsworth or something. I said, okay, can I read the job specification? They wanted me to take a job there and then. If I'm reading the contract, I said, I'm sorry, I can't do that because that is messy. I don't know what I'm setting myself up for. So if I can't read the contract, if I can't read the job specification, I can't say yes on the phone right now. And I think they were very surprised by that. When I was working there, I got a VR, I got a tablet, and I got the latest phones as it was being released. There were some perks to working there, but at the same time, I was like, listen, my happiness and my mental health is so important, and my finances is important, because, listen, I can't go and do a two-day job whilst I was in a five-day job. That was the beginning of me being unemployed for nine months. And these nine months were the worst times of my life. One thing that I never said on social media until now was the fact that I was under universal credit for months because it was tough. I did not know that I was gonna lose a job at this point. My probation period was for three months. I didn't think for a second that I was gonna lose my job before that. <laughs> it was such a shock to me. So I was not prepared financially for that. I had been under job seekers allowance between when I finished university and when I got the first job. But obviously the time that I'd finished working now, they had changed it to universal credit. One positive thing was that I met somebody who was just so supportive. He was a black man as well. He was very supportive of the creatives con. He wanted me to do good. Listen, you're not a bad boy. You're just in a fortunate situation. And I saw him again when I applied for universal credit, but he wasn't my main advisor. The person I was under, oh my gosh, she was a witch. I'm so sorry. For the first few appointments she would go through my emails they were so invasive the one that i had when the other guy was not there would go through my emails to see if i applied for jobs and it just felt so dehumanizing the way she would even communicate with me as if i was a bum it was as if she thought i wanted to be in a predicament but i think as she got to know me she realized okay this boy doesn't want to be here i didn't want to be here it was just unforeseen circumstances it was just quite unfortunate and my god i would encourage it if you're going through a long period of unemployment but be prepared for those things to happen it just felt so uncomfortable for me i applied for jobs regularly hundreds per week Hun you name it like i applied for jobs through indeed linkedin linkedin is very underrated i get there's a lot of narcissists there but please showcase yourself i get why they do what they do do showcase yourself don't um let me yourself. I mean, before I got the job that I have now, I met somebody through LinkedIn who wanted me to help them with their social media marketing. It's going to be a paid role, but they were still sorting things out, so it was not going to be an immediate start. I think about it now, and I don't know how I got through those nine months. It feels so surreal to this day, and I think it has made me so grateful for my job that I have now. It has made me grateful for life, for good mental health, for stability, because, wow it was tough get your cv reviewed i did a foundation degree and a main degree which became a full degree but i never put on my cv that i did a foundation degree that helped me i did general business so i did a bit of law hr marketing finance and that's what helped me get my job now i did hr as a final degree but the fact that i had knowledge of all the other areas of business really benefited me put it on your cv don't shy away from it because that's what can set you apart from other people that are applying for jobs now, one thing that I've realized is that who you know can really get you far in life. Because <laughs> after all the hundreds and thousands of jobs that I applied for, it was who I knew 
that got me the job that I have now. And the job that I have now is even beyond my imagination. Like, I would have never thought to even apply for that. I'm so grateful for it because I was at a point where I just didn't know what I sh- if I should stick with marketing because I actually wanted to go into marketing. Should I stick with it? But there was even a point where I applied for anything. I applied for customer service, HR, marketing, all kinds of marketing. I almost even did sales again. I went through all these years of education for a reason. I can't dumb myself down for this quick cash you know and i'm very grateful for the job that i have now i can't really say where i work because listen i'm very protective of that what else have i missed out because this has been a very long episode to record oh my god my throat is even dry mate um all i can say for those that are going for unemployment is this as hard as it can be to believe in the moment just know that number one you're not alone there are people that are going through what you're going through when i tweet what i tweet when i got my job People were like, wait, you were unemployed for nine months? I was too. Like, people, there's people that even got jobs around the same time I did that had been unemployed for as long as I had as well. You know, so you are not alone. Please, don't feel like you're alone. Do encourage your parents to support you. I got my job through an uncle. Let them know your situation. If you know people that are in HR roles that can pass you over, do pass it over to them. I was even listening to Alani's TED Talks and she spoke about how even for what she does now, she went to all these big publications and made sure that they knew her name. Let them know your name. Let them know, listen, you're, you're dying for it. You're asking for it. Because I me, mean, I didn't study finance, but it was a good choice to make. But there's some choices where it's like, you study something, we're going to do something completely different that is even below your expected salary. Don't do that to yourself. Don't undervalue yourself for the sake of getting a job. Get what you can, get what can give you experience. The sales role that I did, it was not an accident because I was able to work on my communication skills that has helped me so much with this role. You're only meant to elevate in life. That's all you're going to do. And I encourage you to just stay strong. Stay, Cause I don't know how I got through those nine months. Those nine months, I don't know if it felt shorter or longer, but it just was a crazy time. It was a crazy time. And I'm so thankful for those that encouraged me. Those that knew, sent me jobs that were available, that just encouraged me their prayers, their love and their encouragement. Boy, it's not easy. To this day, I'm so thankful to just be where I am right now. You know, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but all I know is that today I'm thankful to have a job, have a job that is paying me and it's paying me more than even my previous job. That's the funny thing, you know, the only way is up for all of us and just understand that being unemployed is temporary. Keep on going. You never know what job you can apply for or what job you can get that's going to change your life forever. I'm in a company where I just would not have expected to be in. So I think that is all for the episode. I think I've covered everything I need to say. Let me know your thoughts using the hashtag TCM show. Don't forget to follow me on the Classic Manny and TC Manny HQ for more information on the podcast. Thank you so much. Don't forget to like. Can you like on podcasts? <laughs> Can you like podcasts? Don't forget to rate, leave a review, share, and don't forget to always do you and be unapologetic. Peace. I'm a classic man.